0: Welcome to the 44th Toronto International Film
1: Festival. You lucky, lucky people.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is our 2019 Toronto International Film Festival review of Knives Out. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we are finishing up our coverage of all the films we saw at TIFF this year. And uh, this film, Knives Out, uh, the latest film written and directed by one, another, another, what was the sentence? (laughs) None other than.
1: The one. The The only. The only. Every Star Wars fan loves him. (laughs) Ryan Johnson.
0: Um, A person that I am a huge fan of. A film that I was greatly anticipating, very stoked that we got to see. Um, we're talking about Knives Out, Stephen. Yep, Knives Out. <laughs> we are talking about this film, and we have ruled out no ratings. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we are here to talk about it. I think this will be a fun review. Yep. Um, it may or may not have been a fun film, um, but we're going to find out in a second. What do you say, Stephen? We play a trailer for Knives Out, and then come back and let these fine folks listening know what we thought.
1: Harlan started out with a Rusty Smith Corona and built himself into one of the best selling mystery writers of all time. 30 languages, over 80 million copies sold. You guys, fans? I mean, I don't do much fiction reading myself. Big fan. I'm a big fan. Who is that guy?
0: Uh, Mr. Blanc is a private investigator of great renown. I read a tweet about a New Yorker article about you. You're famous.
1: night of his demise the family had gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday and your son ransom did he attend as well yes but he left early i think linda was upset walt would get a little irish courage in him he'd get into it with harlan what richard said what are you baiting me detective attempting to be thorough so we can figure out the manner of death you mean if someone killed him (laughs) you think one of us one one of his family walt Walt killed him. him Mr. Blanc, I just buried my father who committed suicide. Why are you here?
0: I suspect foul play. I have eliminated no suspects. Holland was cleaning house. Everyone in the family has possible motives. Was Holland planning on cutting off Joni? Did he plan to fire Walter? Is Richard having an affair? That's some heavy-duty conjecture.
1: Funny, Ransom, you skipped the funeral, but you're early for the will-reading. Up your ass. Very nice oh, Ransom. 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 You got to do this more often.
0: Right, the family is truly desperate. When people get desperate, the knives come out. This is a twisted web, and we are not finished untangling it. Not yet keep waiting for the big reveal. All of them lied to me. There is one guilty party behind it all. You know something. Spill it. Oh, my God.
1: Tell me what happened to my grandfather. I think you have something you want to tell me. No.
0: All right, so that was the trailer for *Knives Out*. Um, essentially, it is a whodunit caper um, where a bunch of people in a family have gathered at a house, and the head of the family, the grandfather or father, depending on which character you are, I guess, um, has been he has died, and. The folks in the house are trying to figure out whether um, he was murdered or what happened. And we have some outside investigators that are coming in. And we have a bunch of characters that all stand to gain from the passing of this person. And it's a big wild film about who done it, how they done it, and uh, done it? who could have participated. Yeah, why, why they done it. Um, all, those, all, all the questions. Um, Stephen Miller, what did you think of Knives Out?
1: Uh, I thought this movie was a whole lot of fun. I I feel like it's a blast of a movie. Um, The cast has a lot to do with it. I mean, the trailer alone, it just makes it clear. This is, like, move aside Wes Anderson, because this is, like, a director having a cast just play dress up and act the hell out of their zany, zany characters. Um, Daniel Craig as the kind of like Southern fried Hercule Poirot character. I feel I feel like he is really great. Even hearing you do his voice made me want to go and watch the movie again. Yeah, I, I feel like he just took that voice from Logan Lucky and decided to like run with it for the next few movies. I'm about to get naked. No peeking. <laughs> uh, Michael Shannon just being so like wonderfully Michael Shannon in this movie. Uh, the kid from it, uh, Anadarma, who is like the kind of star of the film. I would say and it kind of like. At least the most human, more like typical character in the movie that you can kind of relate to and latch onto. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just thought it was like a blast to watch them. And I think it is like, on one hand, this is just a very directly fun movie. It gives you exactly what it advertises. I think it is like, it's a crowd pleaser. But I do think it is a bit risky because he, it's framed as a whodunit, but. I hope it isn't a spoiler to say Ryan Johnson within the first like ten minutes of the movie tells you who done it. Yeah, like he flips it on its head where you are going to know the end already, or at least an important part of the end. Yeah, and I was a little worried after that because I was like, "Man, now am I just going to watch this as if it were still a mystery? Like, what what am I doing?" But but over time, he he fills in the gap and makes other mysteries take its place, and instead of being like who did it and why it became it becomes like what am I going to learn about this twisted family and what new layers to this mystery yeah. are gonna unfold. What else done they? Exactly. <laughs> what what else done they? Um yeah so I think that's a gutsy move. Um I feel like comparisons to Ready or Not would be extremely apt. Uh this is another movie that is very much about rich people who will do anything to stay rich and yeah. kind of about having one outsider that gets like a clear look into that twisted, awful family. Um, and, and I think this executes that way better than uh, Ready or Not does. It definitely has way more twists and turns, way more kind of thrills and a more fun reveal to me. Um, but yeah, everyone was just great here. I like like seeing Lakeith Stanfield as a detective. I like Chris Evans just like chewing scenery in this movie. Um, yeah, it, it, was, it was great. I think it was a great movie. It was not a movie where the plot is the main thing I remember? Like I remember more having a lot of fun with it than I do. Like, oh my god, what about that moment? What about that moment? It was more just like a a great genreified joyride and a wonderful way to spend a couple hours.
0: Yeah, um, I I thought that uh, Knives Out was a fantastic film. I mean, it is it is so good. In fact, when we from the moment the film ended which was before we saw jojo rabbit i was like there's no way this doesn't win the audience award like mm-hmm. this has to be the audience award winner like there's there's nothing else you could vote for and we saw jojo rabbit and i, I was kind of sad because i was like oh i bet that's gonna be now out knives out just yep. not because m- myself particularly thinks it's that much greater it's just one of those things where i was like that one is doing a sp- specific thing that you can kind of latch onto in a different way, and Knives Out is a little bit more complicated of a film, mm-hmm. and trying to do a lot more than Jojo Rabbit is, um, from a standpoint of, like, how important the individual plot beats are. Yep. But it's... This is a film that you could definitely see the trailer and assume that it's going to be fun, but not as immensely clever as it turns out to be. As you've kind of stated, in normal whodunits, we don't know who done it. We are trying to put the pieces together ourselves in the same real time that the characters are and trying to guess who might be involved and who did this and who did this. This film, as you said, immediately just lets us know exactly what happened and then starts letting us try to figure out whether the inspector guy will figure it out or whether the regular police officers will or kind of whether other family members might because each person had a reason to have done it. And we are watching a character play through all those reasons and try to prove who's done what for what reason. But we already know what the truth is. And in a lot of films, especially those type of things, we have unreliable narrators. But Ryan Johnson chooses every time an unreliable narrator is speaking, we see the truth. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not even like a misdirect or a can I trust what this person's saying. He specifically chooses to take sort of a comedic slash clever moment and let you see what's really happening in all those scenes while the character recounts their version of that story then on top of everything we have a character who no matter what will always speak the truth yep that's all i, I that's, love that plot yeah I, I'll, I'll, I'll that's all i'll say about that character but but i just thought that was mm. beautiful and it's used so well throughout the film and, and it's one of those things too where it's it's not just a character that will tell the truth. It's a character that all characters involved know will tell the truth. Yep. So each character has their own little interplay with those moments and stuff so you can see how this person's telling the story, you can see how the people we don't trust are telling the story. All along we know the events that actually take place. And I think that the real truth behind the events that took place is an amazingly compelling story on its own. Yep. Um there were even times watching this film where, like, I was extrapolating more stuff that could be happening in this universe. And I was like, holy shit, man. <laughs> if some of this stuff is going on, that would that would blow my mind even more than this is. But I think it's just – it's a clever film that is, like, just amazing, um, laughing the entire time enjoying every single individual freaking performance in this film. Like, no, not a single character has any moment of downtime or any obnoxiousness. We have characters that bounce between being, like, the audience surrogate in certain moments. Um, and it's just – i this film was so fun. It was so nice to have it, like, as one of the things to kind of just – We've seen a lot of depressing things. (laughs) We've seen a lot of things that make you cry. It was just great to have a film like this that is so amazing from beginning to end, so fun. And uh, yeah, I just, I loved every moment of it.
1: Yeah, and you are definitely right that no character outstays their welcome to the point where I kind of wish it were a little longer because a few people like... Like Tony Collette's character, I feel like is really fun and kind of juicy, and you only get a few scenes with them. You don't really like get to sink your teeth into them the way you do in yeah, yeah. the other ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it just breezes along. I think I was trying to put my finger on what it is that is so fun about this movie, and I think it's that it it is like Clue and not Clue the movie. It's like playing Clue the game. <laughs> like it, it set these rules, including the character who cannot tell a lie. You know. um, these these things, and then it allows this kind of game to take place where people are working through the riddle of, well, there's these discrete locations. Who was there at that time? Who might have seen them? Why would they say that if they had seen them in that place? And it just, it, it feels like the way I remember, like, trying to solve a mystery in a game like Mafia or something where you just get into the, like, extended back-and-forth conversation where you eventually figure it out just by, like, yeah. arguing for a while. Um, And I just feel like that is a... A really fun thing to explore in film um so i'm wondering who is your favorite character who do you think is the mvp of this movie oh i mean
0: there's so many i mean like you've already said that like enid aramis is is our it it, she is the lead of this film and Mm -hmm. she's the one that we're following the whole time and she has the most sort of moments of of what you're seeing her do things with um everyone else is really like she's a normal character and everyone else is this heightened sort of, as you said, like a ready or not type of um, character who is heightened and stuff. Like like Mm -hmm. obviously um, (laughs) Daniel Craig has got to be up there as far as who the, the people, the, the, the the zaniness of the characters. But I think that um, I I really think Tony Collette is pretty awesome in this film too. She's good.
1: I think I'm on the Chris Evans train. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Chris Evans in this movie and I don't think I've ever seen him I would, I would have to really think about other films of his. I don't know if I've seen him let loose to this degree before. Like, he definitely plays a very, very, like, hammy kind of character, and he just goes for it
0: 100%. What's funny, too, is about his character, everyone else is playing an extremely heightened um, play-like, like like they're acting to an audience where mm. you might throw your hand... I'm doing a gesture right now that nobody can see, but, like, you're throwing your hand up as you deliver these lines. Like, that sort of just kind of, like... They're doing an actory sort of actor sound. Chris Evans, I feel like, is just Chris Evans. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I'm not saying that him in real life is this character. I mean, but he is like he, what Adam Brody.
1: He's what Adam Brody is to Ready or Not. Like, he's the person yeah. who's kind of like the foil to the rest of the Zany family. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: but I, yeah, it, it was awesome though. Um, I, I I do think too that I love that in a film where we know everything that happened. Ryan Johnson can still find clever things to add to the story as you go on that adds impact to stuff you already know. Um, which, like, speaking of, like, I I think one of the best characters is Christopher Plummer. Like, mm-hmm. what he does and why he does it, um, like at the be- basically before before his character is dead, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, is really really kind of awesome. Uh-huh. Like, it, it's. The just I I mean I I can't even say it without being in in spoilers and some like of that, but I mean just the I I it really put a sort of really interesting arc over the entire film. Just knowing that aspect to the 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 through line of this entire film.
1: Yep. Yeah, I I agree. I I feel like this is just a and mystery is the wrong word because it again like he's inverting it. It isn't a traditional mystery, but it is still a movie where the the twists and turns are so much of the joy of it that I kind of have trouble talking about it very much, yeah, um, except to say that I think it is just a like delightfully fun time for me, just the sort of movie it is, it doesn't quite get the bump as some of the like really emotional things do for me, but I think for the genre he's going for, this is like perfectly executed it, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's like a flawless genre entry, which is his jam, right, like it seems like he loves playing with genre, and he's very direct about here's the kind of movie I'm making now I'm going to just do it to a T, enjoy. Yeah. And he he nailed it.
0: And I, and I do like to, in um another, another element that is woven in with all the other elements we've already kind of talked about, is like in films like The Death of Dick Long, where people have technically not done anything, but due to circumstances are behaving guiltily. Yep. And they are now in a situation where they are, trying not to get caught for something they didn't actually participate in. So I, I, I think that, like, that sort of element is in there, too, in different places. That, that becomes another fun thing where you watch somebody sweat when there technically isn't a reason for them to sweat, but they're just nervous in the context of what's going on.
1: Yep. So I, I will say, without giving anything away, toward the end of this movie, there is there's one moment that is just, like, one of those epic reveal get the audience cheering moments that i haven't really felt in a movie in a while like i always am kind of like the asshole who is outsmarting the movie or trying to be like i bet i know what they're gonna do next and this movie got me real good <laughs> yeah yeah
0: cool well should we get to verdicts sure all right steven miller if you're gonna give us a must see reckon with a caveat wait for rental pass with a caveat or a must avoid what would you give it
1: even if it isn't my top, top of the festival, it has to be a must-see. Like, this is just a perfectly executed genre film, and I feel like the cast is just amazing. If you were at all intrigued by the trailer, I will be shocked if you do not love this movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, this film is amazing. It's a must-see for me. I think that the film is even better than the trailer. Um, I think the trailer, maybe some people could be like, what is this movie? Like, a remake, a clue? Like, I, I don't know. I, I could see watching the trailer and just not necessarily being hyped just because you're like all right, okay, that seems like it could be fun. Maybe I'll rent that one. But I think it is is—it is a really awesome film, and it's really good to see with an audience. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely a thing that will benefit from being in a scenario. Not that it needs to benefit from it, but it will have an extra little punch when you're sitting with a huge crowd of people that are all in love with what they're watching on screen. So, yeah,
1: totally agree. This should definitely be a packed house kind of showing. I will definitely watch this one again.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Um, well, I think that is going to do it for this review of Knives Out. Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Christopher Daisy. If people want to find me, they can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or s sdavidmiller.com.
0: If people want to find me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they can do so by going to chrisfrerelife dot com or twitter dot com slash IRL. You can find the podcast over thespoilerwarning dot com, where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter dot com slash spoiler the warning, facebook dot com slash the warning, or instagram dot com slash thus spoiler warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning dot com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Thanks for listening, and we will see you somewhere in our coverage of Diff.
1: Bye. Bye. This is Canadian content, and it's time we take credit for it, starting now. Oh, oh. Canada!